0: Arthur. Oh, hello. Hello. What's going on? Ms. Tasha Mack Inspire.
1: Hey, you know, I, I just found out that your name, you have the same kind of business name or brand, Arthur Lau Inspires.
0: Arthur Lau Inspires. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, That's that, kind of cool. Is, it is very cool. When I seen that on your uh, site, I got this email that said, T-Mac Inspire. I said, well, that is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's dope.
1: (laughs) You just know me as T-Mac, right?
0: Huh? Yeah, I just know you as T-Mac. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Tasha Mac from the game. I used to call you. I said, every time I think about it, Tasha Mac, I think about the game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what a lot of people say.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: so thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I have a question for you. Okay. You were making six figures in your business and you almost ended up homeless
0: yeah wow that's tell me about started.
1: that
0: okay okay tell me about that uh, yeah that's that's a good start so yeah um wow uh so look i was um i was running my, my multiple six-figure barbershop business and um we my wife and i my wife and my daughter got 18 well she's 18 now she was 18 then and uh, we, had, we, was, we, were, we were renting from a, a house that we had, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I wasn't ready to buy. My wife was ready to buy. I wasn't ready to buy. I was still trying to build the business. And uh, at the time, I was running my barbershop, but I was also putting on this massive uh, hair show, right? Where like, I called it Barber's Eye. You see, that's what my, my other brand is right there. It's called Barbers Eye, Ex- Barbers Eye Expo. And I all of the people that I've networked with over the years, different hair shows and stuff like that, classes I've taught people at, I had them come to this event here in Omaha and this big event with like thousands of people there, um, all of a sudden um, our landlord was like, hey, um, are you guys ready to buy the house? Because she made an offer to us to rent to own. And, uh, she's like, and I was like, we're not ready yet. She's like, well, um, I give you until, uh, what, um, April. No, I give you to like, yeah, April. Um, and in April, once at the end of April, I'm gonna put it on the market till April. And then once mm-hmm. at the end of April, if no one buys you guys can stay in the house for another year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, good. So I'm steady promote my show. I'm steady running my barbershop and all of these things. And, and, and my wife was like, well, we need to be looking for a house. And I'm like, I'm not looking God, I'm just let God handle it. And it gets to the last month, last day of the month. And you know, we're getting really close and no one's put an offer out. And then on the last day in April, it's sold. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh man, what are we gonna do? Right? We didn't have I didn't, I wasn't looking for a home. You know, I'm promoting this big show. I'm running my business. And so now we only got 30 days to find a place to stay. And and you know, my wife is stressing out, but no one knows. I can't, I'm promoting this show, I couldn't cancel it. So, all the way until the 30 days that we had to get out, um, my show started at two in two and, like, three days. And mm. we had no place. We had found nothing. And we packed up the whole house, had this whole house with nothing in it, I mean, with nowhere to put it. And, man, so the show was supposed to start that next day. And then one of my friends, we would just, I was cutting his hair, and he just actually, for whatever reason, said, man, I'm trying to find somebody uh rent my house out to, but I just don't know, you know, do you know anybody? And me not even trying to tell him my story, my full story, we just kind of talked about it and he just made an offer. But we literally had to be out that, that day. We literally had to be out that day with no place to go and we would've been homeless. So I felt like a failure because my wife, my daughter, we didn't have anywhere to go. We Couldn't go home, We couldn't go to our parents. I got this big show and brand is booming and we had no place to stay. And then finally God just led that man in my chair Allowed me to cut his hair. He said, "Well, you can move in next week, or move in tomorrow." So he let us move in that next day. We didn't, <laughs> and it just really worked like that. So we literally had no place to stay, to having a place to stay in in a day, just like that. My wife didn't want to live there because she didn't like the location originally, but we didn't have any other options at the time, and and that's wow. how that started. So we literally were, you know, making me feel like as an entrepreneur on that roller coaster, feeling like like almost a failure. You know, fail my family, fail my business, promoting this business, running a six-figure business, and still no place to go. But guys so, guys,
1: so let me ask you, you you were you were running a successful business, obviously. You were having these big big expos and things. Absolutely. You were making six figures in your business. Why did you feel like you weren't ready to purchase a house?
0: Uh, well, at the time, I just I didn't know enough about it at the time, right? Um, I just wasn't, you know, it's kind of interesting that what we what we know, about, what we aware of, what we know more about. Um, in fact, actually, what I wanted to do, I wanted to buy investment properties first before I bought my own. I was looking for the uh, the uh, rich dad, poor dad model, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy some assets first and then get my own property. I didn't want to buy the house and the house be uh, a liability. That was the thought process mm-hmm. behind that. So that was reason why and i was like i just want to, I want to make sure that our home is paid for everything is paid for through rentals mm, okay
1: so are you investing now are you, you invest in real estate
0: uh, absolutely well we own our home now and absolutely always yes yes absolutely
1: okay cool so let me <laughs> i know we're in the same inner circle we have the same um and we share the same mentor and we talk a lot you know not a lot but we talk a little bit you know on our breaks mm-hmm. and stuff like that Um, and I was intrigued because you are a barber by trade and, you know, I did hair for 23 years, right? So there was that instant connection and I'm like, wow, you know, he's a barber, barber, and he's invest, you know, you invested a lot of money, you know, into the, you know, being in the inner circle into your uh, personal development. What does, what does that mean when, um, everyday barbers everyday hairstylists trust me i was in the industry for 23 years they were not we were not investing in personal development so what does that mean to you how important is that personal development for for barbers and hairstylists and you know people like that and that in that industry beauty industry
0: i think it goes just beyond the industry i believe personal it's something that everybody should inquire you know about because <laughs> I mean I'm a barber by by the the crap but really I'm an athlete like I, I'm, a, I'm a I play basketball so I always wanted the best I always want to play the best I want to be the best I always want the best out of myself so even when I became a barber I wanted to be the best barber in the world I wanted mm-hmm. to have the best barber shop in the world and the only way to do things like that is you got to study the best people you got to study the best businesses you got to study the best hair cutters, the hair color, whatever it is, you know, and that is indirectly personal development. I mm. didn't know it. I didn't know it originally, but I just know, hey, look, I just want to be the best. Who, who is the best that I can go model and I can, you know, if I can, cause I had a thing in my mind and if I can see it, I can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I can see you do it, if you did it, oh, absolutely I can do it. Oh, so, okay. So I believe like as a like you said, a barber stylist, you know. Most people just settle. They take their craft and whatever skill set that they have and then they just take that and then they think they're they're great. But really, you're only great as what you've been doing in the past. You're not as you're never going to be more if you don't learn more, if you don't develop more. And that's why I think, like you said, it's important because you're just going to be stagnant. Mm. And I never want to be stagnant. So are you still behind the chair? No, 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 no. I cut friends. I got I mean, I got to I do in a way where I cut just a few people, right? Because I enjoy it. And I think of me cutting behind a chair is really fellowship now. Mm. So what do you do now? So now I coach. I coach people and I'm also, you know, inv- I'm an investor. So those are the two main things that I do. And I have a couple of other businesses and um, I write books and stuff like that. So I do a lot of speaking. So I'm kind of doing that whole entrepreneurial stuff right now and coaching stuff.
1: Okay. So are you like a motivational speaker? What type of speaker
0: are you? Mm-mm. No, no, I wouldn't consider myself a motivational speaker. Although um, I would say more of a mastery coach. Right, I teach people how to master stuff. Mm, tell me more. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So I believe that, uh, you know, so I tell you this, when I first opened up my barbershop, when I first wanted to open up my barbershop, I went, I found this lady, her name, I call her Miss Mary. She's been an angel to me. So when I first found her on Craigslist, I was looking for some uh, barber equipment. I had very little funds, didn't have much to invest. I had like I don't know, three thousand dollars, and I seen that she had. She was selling all her stuff, and uh, so I went, you know, to go visit her and tell her, hey, look, I'm I'm a barber. I'm trying to open my first barbershop, blah blah blah, and I really don't have a lot a big budget, but I'm interested in you know your equipment if you're willing to sell it. And she asked me, well, tell me, why do you think I should sell my things to you? And I was just like, well, um, I just, I'm just i a barber and I just really wanna you know, master the art of barbering. I, I really like the science of it. I think I'm really good. I just love serving people, right, at the highest level. And she's like, okay. But then she, my cousin went with me and she's like, well, tell me about you, what do you do? And she, he was like, well, I do this. I, he said, I, I cut hair, I, I do ladies hair, um, I'm, uh, I cook, I do cars and all of these. And she's like, oh, okay. So she's like kind of like a he's like kind of like a jack of all trades, what he said. She says, like, Oh, like a jack of all trades and a master of none. Right. That's so what she said to his face. And it, we both was like, ooh, right? We were like, ooh. And for him, for, <laughs> him, <laughs> for him, for him, it was a disrupt, it was disruptive. Like it broke him down. It was like, man, it really broke him down for the next couple of years. He really felt broken. But for me, it encouraged me. It it gave me purpose. Because this older lady that already had a business and was already really successful, she encouraged me to be more intrigued about mastering what I do, right? So focus on only, well, only on one thing until you're successful. Considering I was already do that, she sold me all of her product, all of her stuff for thousand dollars. I was able to fulfill my whole barbershop for thousand dollars. She said, "Take whatever you want. I like where you're going. If you master stuff, you know you can get further in life." So that's how I became a master of my craft.
1: So now I teach
0: other people. Like, in order to elevate to the top, you got to master some stuff. You got to master your mind, you got to master your message, and you got to master your body, right? And then if you can do all those things, you master your life, right? But if you do all of that, the whole key core thing is you can master your pocketbook. And I teach people how to do that with a skill set, you know, and turn your skill set into your tool sets, that allows you to grow, right? That's what it's all about. It's all about growth, planting the right seeds at the right time.
1: Mm, I like it I like it so how old were you then or or what year was this just give me the year what year Uh, was that year was
0: 2008 this is 2008 so I started my barbershop during the recession wow Mm -hmm.
1: so 2008 is when you got that idea of I have to master this one thing yes just one thing one thing and then you built a successful business in that one thing. Mm-hmm. So once you master the art of barbering, once you met, ma- cause it is an art <laughs> Definitely once are. you yes, for sure. Once you mastered that, what made you decide, okay, now I want to go and I want to teach other people or I want to coach other people. I want to help other people master whatever it is that they want to master.
0: Yeah. Well, So there was a time when I, when I, so my story is based on barbering because it allowed me, it gave me purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll, you know, me being a barber allowed me to reach people, right? It allowed me to listen to people more than I speak, right? And so being a barber, I had to learn about people, right? So there was a time where I got really stuck in life, right? Well, a lot of times I got stuck in life, but there was this one particular time I was really stuck. I was ready to give up on barbering. I didn't know what uh-huh. I wanted to do. And um, my cousin was like, well, you ain't really even got that. You ain't. You, I was really good at couldn't hear at the time. He's like, you ain't really that good. He tried to bust my, he really bust my bubble, right? He's like, you all right, you, what? you cut, but you ain't really did nothing in the industry like that. Like, I mean, you were talking about giving up on it. And I was what? like, what are you talking about, right? But he's like, I mean, you know, there's other people are doing this, and they doing design, they got color. You can do this, and like, man, you ain't did nothing. And as much as it bust my bubble, he was right. Mm. And but I was ready to give up. But my, my father told me when I was a kid, just whatever you do, just never give up, never quit. So I went to a hair show in Chicago for the first time, and I went to Chicago to go look at this hair show, and when I went there. I was, man, I had got a new uh, I, I ran, I got my youth, I got my youth back, it's like the clumps, this is the youth juice, right? <laughs> uh, and I was like, man, I seen these guys doing hairstyles and they doing colors. I seen this guy put Pepe Le Pew in the back of somebody's head. They and it was around the time when Obama was uh, you know, um uh, going for president. So a guy was doing designs to put Obama's face in the back of people's head. And I can't do none of that stuff at the time. like, this is ridiculous. This is people are doing this with hair. And I see how passionate people were. They was making money, they were making six figures, they had multiple businesses, they're happy. And I'm like, I don't see this in my city. Right? So after I went there, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was traveling from hair show to hair show, hair show. Every month I was at a different state, different city, you know, either learning, trying to do these designs and all of these mm-hmm. things. But then I got so hooked, I got better and I came back here and I was, you know, teach every everything I knew. And then I started to advance really, really fast. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need to do this for my people. My people need to see this because I know they're not gonna travel like I did. So I need to I need to do this for my people. So that's when it kind of hit me that see, and I that's when I started doing my hair shows and doing classes and helping other people see what I see so they can have more purpose in life.
1: Ah, uh, you know, I always wanted to, to be a platform ar- artist when I was doing really? hair. Oh wow. yeah. I, yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't travel because my kids were so, you know, they were small and I was a single parent. So I was like, ah, eh, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't do it. But I just, I, I love the beauty industry. Like I do, you know, I'm thinking about getting back into it, not doing hair, no, no. not doing hair, but you know, just owning, you know, owning salons. I just, I, I love the industry. I miss it. Um, and I I see the connection, I see how you can connect um, with other barbers, or anybody in the beauty industry. Do you work with anybody in the beauty industry?
0: Absolutely. I mean, the the, the coolest thing, well, this is the misconception of the of barber and beauty industry that mm-hmm. most people miss. A1, it's a billion dollar, it's a three billion dollar a year industry, right? Okay. So it's a lot of wealth in this industry. The other thing is, is that it's not, when you think of, the only thing about it is that when you say barber or you say beautician, you automatically only associate it with people that does hair, right? But but what most people don't realize is that that industry, the barber and the beauty industry is the core of what most people um, are successful, right? Because people come to the hair salon, people go to the barbershop to gain their confidence, to get inspired, to, to have a shoulder crown, to, to speak to their therapist, to you know what I mean? Because that's who they become. Your, your hairstylist, your barber is your un, unqualified as qualified therapist, right? Therapist. Your hair therapist, right? But, you know what I mean? So you go, here's the thing. I tell people all the time, like some people will tell their, their significant others or tell their barber or their hairstylist things that they never tell their, their husbands or their wives, right? So, because they trust them. Oof. Right? They trust them. They trust yes. them and you can gain so much trust from this industry, right? Yes. And if you can gain trust from people, the, the next thing with gaining someone's trust, you know, you have value, right? And the only thing is the thing that the thing is attached to value is income. So if you raise your value, you raise your income. So that's why I love the beauty industry because it always allows me to raise my value. And it's not just people with hair. Like I got clients and friends. Uh, that, you know, got me that they're in the NFL, NBA and things of that nature. And we're friends, right? Like real friends to the point where like, even now I don't have to cut their hair. We're real friends. Where I probably would have never met these individuals had I just been in another industry or job or what have you. You know, So I love the fact that that industry allowed me to see the world and meet new people from different places.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. what what would you say to people who are in the industry and they haven't quite mastered anything yet or people who are not in the industry just everyday you know entrepreneurs who have not quite mastered their craft or mastered what they set out to do what what would you say to them what, what would be the first thing you would say if you were their coach
0: yeah so um First thing I would say is I would say double down on your strengths and hire your weaknesses.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Double, double
0: down. Double down on your strengths and hire your weaknesses.
1: Hire your weaknesses? Yes. What, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, some people say work on your weaknesses. Like I used to be in basketball and they'd be like, um, work on your weaknesses, work on your weaknesses so your weaknesses become your strengths. But I I, I I'm um, counterintuitive to that, right? Because if you work on your weaknesses so much, your strengths becomes your weakness, right? Because if you can double down on what you're strong at, you can delegate what you're weak at. You can go faster, further, and you can get there, you know, even quicker, right? Because with more value, the thing is, is that like if you think about like um, Michael Michael Jordan or or a LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? They mastered the art of basketball, right? Yes, they, they're they really good at a lot of things, but they're really great at one thing. What's the one thing that you're great at? What's the one thing that if you master it, it will pour into everything else? So that's what I teach people. I teach you to, to just, what is the one thing that sets you apart? Because you only have, you have your unique blueprint, your, your unique thumbprint or whatever that is that you do that no one else can do. And if you can do that and you master that, If you master that, 95% of that is 95% of your life is going to come from that. And the other 5% is going to be, you know, everything else that everybody helps you get there, right? Your team is going to be um, your system. There's going to be the automations. It's going to be all those other things that support the one thing that you're great at. Oof. Wow.
1: Now that was a whole bar. (laughs) Like, like, like that was a whole bar. And the reason why I'm saying that is because. That's one of the things you, I know you've heard me tell people all the time, focus on one thing, 10 and two, put your hands on 10 and two. You got to focus on one thing to even know if you like it or going to be good at it. Right. Just, just focus on that one thing. Then once you master it, then you move on to the next thing. But I don't use the word master. I just say, because I, you know, I love to talk about money. So I always say, once you get it to a high six, seven, you know, low seven figures, then move to the next thing, right? Absolutely. If not, you're going to you're never going to be good at anything. You're just not You're just going to keep going, you know, and, and, and starting over whenever you start over. You know what happens? You start back at zero. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you if you gain momentum in something, why not just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going until you've mastered it. So it makes sense. And I like I like I like when you say you hire. Yes. your weaknesses that means you delegate and you hire people you put systems in place to take care of the things that you're not good at so you can be great at what you're great at and that that thing that you're great at that's what you offer the world
0: absolutely that's what, that's your that's your gift right um uh-huh. one thing i always talk about is like uh self-mastery you got to learn how to master yourself, right so you, you got to master your mind you got to master your self-talk so many people do this is what I've learned for myself and my grandmother when I was a kid. She's like, well, you're always talking to yourself. Stop talking to yourself. And I'm like, well, I ain't got nobody to talk to, <laughs> you know, She's like well, people think you crazy. And it's so funny. She's always say that. But this is the one thing I'm glad I didn't um, listen to my grandmother on that. One thing This is the one thing that I, I can say I, I didn't follow directions. Right. But um, but what I've learned is, is sometimes we do more listening to ourselves and not enough talking to ourselves. Right. And if you're listening to yourself, you're hearing, not what is your message, you're hearing everybody else's message. You might be hearing something that you heard on Instagram yesterday. You might be hearing something that you've seen on television. You might be hearing something that you watched on on, on a, a power. You might be hearing something that, you know what I'm saying? You're hearing your coach, you're hearing that coach, you're hearing their coach. You know what I mean? You're hearing everybody's message for your life, except for the one that you, that you want, and you're focusing on what you don't want, and you don't even know what you want. I was telling my little brother the other day, he was like, um, big bro, I got some goals, how do I get them? I, I really just don't understand. I know you teach this stuff, but uh, you told me before, but I still don't understand. I was like, I asked him, I did a scenario with him, Tasha. I was like, well, uh, let me ask you what what um I said, um, what I asked him, because he doesn't drink or smoke. I am like, how about if I if I offered you some some drugs for um for a thousand dollars, would you drink would you would you use them? He was like, no, absolutely not. I was like, why? He said, I, I, no, I just wouldn't. I, I'm not interested. I said, okay, so what if I um, so what is it that you do want? He's like, well, I don't know what I want, but you know what you don't want. You don't want to do any drugs, right? Because you know how it would affect your body. You know, so so many people focus on what they don't want, but they have no clue, no clue what they do want. And when you can get f- clear on what it is that you actually want for yourself. You know, it's kind of like looking at the rear. It's like looking at the, the the windshield of your life. Stop driving and looking at the rearview mirror when you got the windshield right there in front of you. But put on the windshield what it is that you desire. And you can just take a little step by step by step. And you get there closer and closer. And then you, you get it. So that's what I, I teach people is mastering that self-talk and telling yourself, I want this. I want to get that. This is where I'm going. Master that talk.
1: So how do, how do you get there, though? Like, how do you how do you get from not from not knowing what you want? I mean, from knowing what you don't want to knowing what you want, like, how do you get there? Because there's a lot of people There's They're really stuck. They can Mm -hmm. give me or give us 100 things that they don't want, but they can't give us one thing that they do want. How do they get from there to there?
0: So um, I do. I have people do exercise where I say the 300 goal challenge. Right. out 300 Mm -hmm. goals. And when you write your goals, write your goals like you was a kid. You know, um, um one of my um I got a client, I got an older client. He had he had a little, he was older, and he's like, Man, I just had his kid, he's like, he was 40 years old, he got a new kid, he'd be asking all these questions. He was like, Dad, I want to go, let's go to the um, go watch Dallas play football, right? The Dallas Cowboys. He's like, Well, we can just go watch the Super Bowl, Dad. We don't have to. Um, we don't have to wait till next season. He's like, well, you know how much some tickets cost in the Super Bowl? We ain't going on Super Bowl. We're going to wait till next season where we can go. He's like, but dad, it's just the Super Bowl. We can, it's a Super Bowl. We can go. And I was like, isn't it interesting that this little man, your little man is a kid. He's about five years old. I said, isn't it interesting that when he said he wanted to go to a game, he said, let's go to the Super Bowl. And the first thought you said is how much it cost, right? Where the kids said, let's just go right? Because kids don't have a spirit of fear. They, they don't, they don't care. They don't judge their goals and what they want by based on their pocketbook. So when I have people do the 300 goal challenge, I say, do your, write your goals as if you were a child and you don't care about money and you're not judging your situation. You're not looking at where you're at and how you're going to get there because how is up left up to God, right? You just got to know what it is, write those goals. I had one guy say he wanted a giraffe in his backyard that's okay. Allow yourself to be creative so you mm-hmm. can dream because when you allow yourself to be creative so you can dream, you'll allow yourself to tap into that subconscious mind. So your ideas that you blocked and you gave up on so many years, you now give yourself a fighting chance to win. That's, yeah, that's the start. So just go write 300 goals and don't judge. Don't, 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 don't say that's too big. That's too small. That's not possible. Just write mm-hmm. it down. And that writing process, it brings you back to Rebecca 2 and 2, write the vision and keep it playing. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, we're, like we're, we're coaching the same, you know, we're saying the same things when we're Man. coaching, but you know, basically I I would say this good coaches, that's what they do. Absolutely. You know, you have to have principles and, and, and certain things that you talk about is based on your principles. And that's one of, you know, I can tell it's one of your principles as well as mine, you know, you have to write your vision down. You got to, yeah. you know, and I, I coach people and tell them, look, don't, When you write down what you want, don't think about money. Money is not an issue. Like, they print money every single day. Like, money, and it doesn't leave the earth. So, I mean, if they keep printing it, then there's more and more and more. There's an abundance. So, when you write down what you want to do, be in half, do it without even thinking about money as an issue. Don't worry about the how, right? That's not our job.
0: Ooh, it's not. It's not. That's so good. That's some
1: good stuff. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Oh my God. You know, we could go on and on and on, but you you've dropped some gems. You dropped a lot of bars and things that would help a lot of people who are stuck. You know, Mm. they don't they 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 can't master anything because they're doing everything. Um, you've dropped some some gems on that. How does how to focus on that? Um Mm. just going. Going after that thing that, being childlike, let me say that, being childlike, going after the things that you want in life with the childlike um, spirit, right?
0: Yes, Absolutely, absolutely. I'm
1: gonna ask you one more question because I'm intrigued about this part. What made you start? What made you get into bodybuilding? Uh,
0: You know what? (laughs) So (laughs) that's a great question. And, and, and you know what? I'm glad you asked me that because it's, it's, it's a core, pivotal part of my uh, yeah, my pivot in business, right? Mm-hmm. So um, at the time when I first got into barber bar, bar building, <laughs> when I first got into bodybuilding, I mm-hmm. was still behind a chair. And this was, I think, like uh, 2018. And yeah, 2000, I had just, I was I had, so first off, the story goes like this, I was fat. I'm skinny now, but I couldn't behind a chair and all you do is uh, cut hair and, you know, people bring you food, your wife don't bring you food, people were, like selling dinners and you know all of that stuff, right? So it's easy to get what I call the barber belly, right? You just standing up, you're not really <laughs> working out as much. But me as an athlete playing basketball, it's the first time in my life I didn't have abs. And that was like kind of frustrating, you know, to me you know what i mean so um, one day my daughter and i was watching uh no before that i take that back um i had got big right and um, i hurt my um i had what do you call it i had tore my uh pulled a, uh what do you call it You pulled a muscle yeah muscle but is um so i got arthritis in my neck i pulled a um what do you call it a nerve. I had a pinch nerve there you go sorry <laughs> I had to say it because I got a pinch nerve in the back of my neck so I was really like hurting in a lot of pain right and I got fat and then I, I stopped working out <clears throat> I finally got healed and I had this big old barber belly I had this big old belly my daughter was like dang dad your belly look like the Grinch right <laughs> just, just, just murdered me right like that just killed me like dang dad your belly look like the Grinch and we like talk about each other and we back mm-hmm. have fun all the time and joke a lot and I was like, oh, okay, that's funny, that's cute. And then, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, we happened to watch the Grinch, the cartoon or the movie with Jim Carrey, right? And I'm looking like, dang. Man. I'm looking at his belly, and like, that's big. Like, that's what I look like. So it just, that's when it hit me, like two weeks after my daughter said it to me, I said, oh, no, never, never. You know, I'm, a, I'm an athlete, like I've never been a big guy. So I'm like, you know, I got into fitness and I started working out and, um, you know, just doing what I knew. And, um, but also at the same time, at the same time, I was looking to upgrade my mindset. And I was also looking to upgrade my pocketbook. And I was like, man, I just need to figure out what's my one word. What am I going to do to make me give more money and make me, you know, help me grow. Right. And I needed discipline. The one thing I wanted was discipline. Right. And one of my clients at the time, he was like, man, you know what? He's like, Art, he's like, well, um, there's one thing, if you, if you ever thought about doing bodybuilding, because. You know, bodybuilding is kind of the same alignment as like you want to be a millionaire and stuff like that. i like, how so? He's like, the discipline that it takes, and he's like, you got to just be really disciplined on all that stuff. I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right. And then it was like, yeah, you in the barbershop and got really hype, and people was talking about like um, how I couldn't do it. And you want to go somewhere fast? Let somebody tell you what you can't do, right? So, right? So then instantly I became competitive. I said, I'm going to do it. I'll show you I can do it, even though it was hard. So for the next, what, 90 days or so, um, I signed up, you know, I signed up for bodybuilding, a competition. And and that's the thing. That's the hack for anybody to have any goals is it's hard to hit a goal that you can't see. So you got to give yourself a target, a target date. So I had a target date for this competition and had nothing, no idea about it scared, didn't know anything to do, didn't know anything, but I had a coach. I just followed the coach. I did everything he said to do, even though I hated every minute of it, right? And I showed up at the gym five days a week at first, then six days a week. And I worked out for an hour every day and I had six meals per day and all of this stuff for the next 90 days. And then all of a sudden, I had a full transformation in my body. I went from fat boy to fit boy in 12 weeks. And then it was time to show up for the bodybuilding competition. And I won. I took second place the first time and that hit me. I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. So now my body looked like Zeus from, you know, degree of gods. I said, oh, this is ridiculous. I've been an athlete all my life. I never was able to do this by myself, but I understood it was the coach. It was me being in the discipline that I went through. I said, wow, if I can do that in 12 weeks, basically I can do anything in 12 weeks. So that's the alignment that I set myself up. So after that. I said, if I could just keep the same discipline, I won the first one. And over, if you not noticed over 90 days, I became the top of my class in bodybuilding. And then I got invited to go to worlds. So I traveled to Miami and competing with these big bodybuilders. So I won five trophies in, in one year in bodybuilding. Okay. So what does that tell you? In order to elevate to the top, it really only takes you 12 weeks. So mm-hmm. 12 wait, weeks. wait, 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 wait yeah. a
1: minute. Yeah, I'll get my Kevin Hart uh, voice. Don't you, don't, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Don't you
1: just pass by that like you didn't just say that. (laughs) Whoa, you got to repeat that. Come on for the people in the back. Come on, what now?
0: In order to elevate, it only really takes you 12 weeks of discipline and action. Even if you don't know what you're doing, even if you don't know a highway, even if it hurts, if you just stay committed to a goal for 12 weeks, you can easily rise to the top. Why? I give you the, I break it down for you, because in in a, in a whole year, see, most people are looking to make a New Year's resolution, and it takes them twelve months to accomplish that one goal. But this is what I found out, Tasha Matt. Look, it's twelve months in a year, but it's also twelve twelve. Um, it's four quarters in a year, right? You got four quarters, just like in a basketball game or a football game or any other uh, sports. It's four quarters, and in each quarter, there's a limited time. So in a, in this world we call life is four quarters and it's three every 3 months is 12 weeks. Okay? So if if you don't win the first or the second quarter, you still got the third or the fourth quarter to win the game, right? But see so many people are trying to win the whole game by playing one co- one year. But if you break your 12 weeks into four calendar years, you get four years in one, right? So it looks like this. It looks like this. Every week, every month, is a year every week is a month every day is a every day is a week right no
1: it's a no every day should be an hour right
0: Not start every, off, day. Start every a day every month is a every month is a year okay every week is a uh, is a month
1: okay
0: a month and every day is a week and every hour is a is a is a is a is a, is a day yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, so okay. so 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 you break it down in that fashion. If you break it down in those little bite-sized things, you can accomplish so much more, so much faster, right? And that's why I say it kind of it kind of uh, complements what I said earlier. Is you know focusing on your strengths and hiring your weaknesses because if you break your stuff down in that fashion, you don't have time to work on your weaknesses. You only got to work on your strengths. You only got to work on what's going to get you to that goal in the next twelve weeks right because you don't have time for weak people you don't have time for weak minds you don't have time for weak conversations you don't have time for those things i only need to focus on the things that help me grow once you plant that seed in the soil i water it i neutralize it and it grows i i as as i manifest is because i'm doing things intentionally to make it grow right and that's what you know over the next 12 weeks you can get four. you get four times done but most people get done in one year because you broke it in down to 12 weeks mastery class. That's what I teach. That's Whoa. how I teach you get faster. And I've Whoa. learned that from bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is how I, I was able to understand that, put it into principles.
1: I think that's what really catapults your mastery.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because I'm having all kind of aha moments right now. Because <laughs> I'm like, why is it and you know this is a woman's thing primarily mm-hmm. i'm in this i'm in this group with some some women and we're like okay so you know we just got in this keto group like i'm not you know sometimes i do keto sometimes i don't right but mm-hmm. i literally had to put a date on it and i said because nobody was really putting dates on anything we were just in the group sharing keto recipes <laughs> you know and i was I like know. no i want to be at X amount of weight, right? Mm. But I'm gonna do it. And I didn't realize the 12 week thing. I said, I'm gonna do it in 90 days. Mm. Now, the first, maybe week and a half, I dropped 11 pounds. But then I was like, oh, I got time, I'll just chill out. And then I gained like like five pounds. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, no. I said, I'm gonna do this in 12 weeks. And I got 12 weeks to do it. I don't have a year. I don't have a half a year. I got 12 weeks. And I said March the first will be 12 weeks. I think if you start January 1st, March 1st is 12 weeks weeks, right? You know I'm horrible with time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. January morning. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's but
1: good. not not March 31st. It's March 1st, right? From January 1st to March
0: 1st. It's it's close, close enough. No, move right okay, down. so move that's right what I, and yeah, I said. Days, 30 days. That's good. Okay, that's good. so
1: I said 12 weeks. So that's what I said. And I said, March 1st, mm-hmm. I will be at my goal weight. So what did that do for me? That made me hold myself more accountable than just being in an accountability group with them, right? So when I mm-hmm. want to eat something that I know is really going to blow it out the water, I'm like, no, I have to March the 1st. Like, that is it. That's my goal to get where I want to be. So it makes sense. I'm having this aha moment. Like, I didn't know I was doing that. But subconsciously, that's what I was doing, right? So I'm mastering and learning how to take control over my body and not just out here willy-nilly in it,
0: right? I don't know. No, that's exactly right. Because here's the thing. If you think about it, Tasha, everything that's good is on the inside. Mm. Everything that's good is on the inside. If you look at mm. anything, if you look at a car, it might look really nice on the outside, but what's on the inside? That engine is what make it fun. If you look at a water bottle, oh, it's a nice uh, Fiji water bottle. It's neat. It costs more because of that. But what makes it good is the nutrition that's inside. right? If you think about anything that's really, really good, mm. it starts on the inside first. If the inside is not good, the outside would be toxic. It doesn't matter how good it is on the outside. The mm. inside is not good. So, so you working on your insides, Is why you shine so amazingly on the outside. And that's each of us, right? You know, so so I believe that that if the harder we work on our minds, the harder we work on our bodies, the easier we can grow our pocketbooks. Mm. So 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 because the mind, the mind must grow before your pocketbook can grow. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't work on your mind, your pocketbook won't grow. Because like you said earlier, like you said earlier, people are trying to make money, but you can't make money. They make money in the mint. They make money, they print money. You got to create money. Money is to be created. We in a creative world, you know what I mean? So if you want to create something, that's, you have to become valuable. You have to use your ideas, turn your your cans into cans and your dreams into plants. It takes Mm. focus and it takes takes, uh, intentionality, right? You know you can't see it in reality if you can't see it in your mind. And and, and if you don't start there, you'll never finish it. Mm. This is too much. This
1: is too much for the people right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we can go on and on and on. This is getting on deeper on. and deeper. Oh my mm-hmm. Lord, Jesus. So I guess my last thing I want I want to, I said my last thing was talking about the bodybuilding. That opened up a can of worms. Okay, so what there, I want you go. to do is I want you to speak to I want you to speak to the person, because there's there's one person right now who's listening, and that person has given up. They've been trying this entrepreneurial journey, and it's, it just seems like they can't catch a break. And, and they're at the verge, and they're like, "This I can't do anymore. This is it, this is my last hurrah. What would you tell that person?
0: Yeah, so um I would tell that person, because I know that person, that person was me before. Um, mm-hmm. so are you are you can still hear me? hmm Okay. I, I know that person, that person was me once. And um that person is is first of all, like uh, I tell you in this best this this is the best way I can say it. Um, uh, you know, my, my little brother asked me the other day, um, he was i on getting married. He's like, man, I'm about to propose. Do you think this is a good thing to do? I really don't know what I want to do, but I think um I think she's good for me and stuff like that. What do you what do you think, big bro? And I said, Well, I said, Well, here's my, my my only thing is before you get on one knee to propose to somebody the rest of your life, get on both knees and propose mm. to the one upstairs. And 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 ask for what it is that you want my favorite scripture is matthew 7 7 it says "Asking you shall receive seeking you will find knock and the door will be open to you but sometimes if you don't ask you know so many people Mm. don't ask so they never receive they don't look they don't seek so they never find and they never knock so the doors are never open so the reason why you're probably in that place and you feel like the door isn't open is probably because you haven't knocked hard enough probably because you haven't asked the right questions And probably because you're not looking in the right places, so I submit to you and say that if that's the place that you're in. change the questions that you're asking yourself and just you gotta know this that the place that you are at right now is because you have spoke that over your life. You did no one else if you were born broke that's not your fault, but if you stay broke it is your fault, because you have the opportunity to speak prosperity over your life by your tongue, because you have power there start there speak what you want to see, speak it and allow that to manifest and give it time. That's what I would say to that person, because it will change. It will change the moment that you change. Mm.
1: Drop the mic.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Thank you so much, brother, for coming on.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I'm really, really grateful. Just um, just wake up and win. Right? This is what I say um, all the time is like, Keep it simple and keep it small. Keep kiss, keep it super simple. I have a mantra that I say all the time, Tasha Mack, and I say win the day. And when the day looks like this. It's small wins make the biggest impact. So um stop looking at the whole day and just calculate small wins. Just wake up, make your bed, and count it as a win. Just wake up and, and count your blessings and, and say your prayers. That's a win. Get to the gym, work on your inside. That's a win. And if you do that, multiple little small wins uh, over the day, by nine o'clock, you've already won the day. right? Mm. Give yourself that gift, you know, give yourself that gift to win the day because tomorrow's not promised.
1: And there you have it. Mm. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for talking you. to me.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Tasha. I love it. I love you guys.
1: Appreciate All right. You. All right. See you guys later. Bye bye.